This show is sponsored in part by Fortinet and the FortiGate 40F Firewall, part of the Fortinet Security Fabric for Retail, providing retailers with confidence on their digital transformation journey via industry-leading network, security, and management solutions. Learn more on how Fortinet helps retailers secure their branch, data center, and multi-cloud environments. For more information, go to fortinet.com forward slash retail. That's fortinet.com forward slash retail. You are listening to the Tech Chef Podcast, episode number 20, September 29th, 2020. Off-premise strategy, business continuity. How about a taste test of restaurant technology? Drive-thru or curbside, mobile apps or AI. It's all on the menu, cooking up for the day. It's a recipe for success. You're in good hands with a tech chef. Make a plan to be your best. Strategize with the tech chef. Welcome, oh welcome, to the Tech Chef and its 20th episode. You have to celebrate the little things in life, you know. And pretty soon it's going to be the 25th, the 50th, the 100th, the 500th. Yeah, time does go by quick. Well, I am your host, Skip Kimple, and as your tech chef, I am happy to have you here. And if you stumbled across the show today and you want to stay on top of the latest and greatest technology products and news in the hospitality and restaurant industry, well, make sure you subscribe to this show. And also, don't forget to go give this show a five-star rating as well as a good review. If you're going to give us anything less than five stars or leave a mediocre review, well, you know what? Forget about it then. I don't want you to do it. No, seriously, folks, by taking the time to do this, it does really help grow this show and reach a larger audience. Don't forget that FS Tech will be starting their October through December community event that will replace the traditional show that we're used to going to. I'm going to miss seeing all of you in person, and I can't wait to be face-to-face with you all once again. For more information on this, go to fstech.com. And in about two weeks, Restaurants Next, an online event being held October 12th and 13th, is being hosted by the Restaurants Technology Network along with Mertech. I have talked about this quite a bit over the past few episodes, and I'm sure you already know what it is and what a cool event this is going to be, along with some rock star guest speakers. For more information and to sign up for free, If you are a restaurant operator, visit events.ensembleiq.com forward slash restaurant next. Today is part four of our food safety mini series. Founder and CEO of Coinspect, Monique Suri, joins me in a discussion about his company, which is a technology startup whose mission is to help protect our food and our planet. Coinspect builds safety and sustainability tools to eliminate food waste, energy inefficiency, and refrigerant emissions, protecting consumers and combating climate change. Coinspect is deployed across thousands of restaurants, manufacturing plants, and government agencies worldwide with leading brands including Starbucks, McDonald's, Domino's, Chick-fil-A, 7-Eleven, and the Wyndham Hotels. Previously, Monique co-founded the Governance Lab, an innovation center at NYU that develops technology solutions to improve government. 
He is a former affiliate of Harvard's Berkman Center for Internet and Society and has held positions at global investment firm D.E. Shaw & Company and the White House National Economic Council. Quite the credentials, quite the man, and quite the product. You are about to learn more about some simple and economical ways to make your business more safe in the world of food safety and compliance. Thank you so much for joining me today. My pleasure, Skip. Great to be here. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about your background. I know you have a pretty interesting and extensive background, um, and I think our listeners would like to to hear a little bit about you and and how you got to where you are today. Sure, I'd be glad to. Well, thanks, everyone, for taking time to join in. Um, I joke with my friends that I'm a recovering lawyer, uh, so I talk too much. Don't hold that against me. Uh, But hopefully you get to enjoy this segment of me talking. Um, I did start my career in business and uh, then uh, practiced law very briefly and ended up coming back to business as an entrepreneur. I worked at a a big hedge private equity fund uh, early in my career, a place called D.E. Shaw, uh, doing early stage investing. I think that's where I got my passion for both data and for early stage technology. Uh, D.E. Shaw was well known in the 90s as an incubator of technology. A couple of uh, well-known firms came out of their Amazon in the early 90s, uh, and E-Trade, and several others later uh, in the aughts. And so I, uh, I worked uh, in finance and then did a short stint as a lawyer. Uh, I joke with my, my folks, my, uh, my only foray into being a lawyer. And I saw an opportunity, Skip, uh, working with city inspectors and businesses out in Boston, coming out of my, uh, my alma mater, Harvard Law. Uh, we were going out and building cases in, in Boston and watching these inspectors do their work. They were carrying around binders of legal code and clipboards and uh, and personal cameras, and they were documenting all of these um, inspection issues and violations and code citations very manually, uh, very uh, painstakingly, very non-systematically. And uh, from the business standpoint, uh, these um, these business owners and operators were trying to keep up with the code changes and uh, the various health and safety requirements. And the combination of manual workflow and lack of visibility and the constant changing nature of these codes, it just felt like there was a lot of opportunity there to bring uh, modern technology into this, uh, into this kind of 100-year-old workflow, so to speak. Uh, and I, I joked with my co-founder, Aaron, that uh, I think they've been doing inspections the same way since uh, Upton Sinclair wrote The Jungle 100 years ago. And um, you know, we, we basically started CoInspect as a mobile-first uh, and data-driven approach to health and safety management. Uh, we started actually uh, across multiple industries. And in our first year, uh, we had uh, exposure to a big problem, which turned out to be food safety. Chipotle had a series of food safety incidents in 2015, uh, late 2015, early 16, as many of you uh, probably remember. And we were just getting started with Co-Inspect uh, at around the same time. Restaurateurs and um, operators started contacting us saying, can we use your mobile first safety and quality management tool, Co-Inspect, for food safety? And that's how we got introduced to the space. Uh, and that's kind of the origin of, of our uh, farm to fork platform. It's interesting that you brought up Chipotle and kind of leads into my next question, and that is the importance of food safety. Obviously, the series that we're doing here right now on the Tech Chef is all about food safety and different products and services that can help you uh, mitigate any um, any safety issues that, that 
do occur or proactively um, take care of them. In regards to food safety, I'd love to hear your importance of food safety. Once again, that Chipotle incident, a lot of people got food poisoning. It was a bad, bad scenario. Uh, I'm actually surprised how well that brand bounced back the way it did. They have an excellent PR uh, team to do that. Um, but I'd like to hear your your aspect of food safety, uh, especially in the time that we're in right now. I think it's a, a great question and a really topical one, uh, Skip. Uh, we've been thinking about food safety for years, but this year in particular, I think um, uh, guests and uh, you know the lay consumer and really every owner operator um, has safety on their mind um, in, in the midst of a public health crisis and a global pandemic, um, you can't, you know, throw a stone without coming across someone talking about or writing about COVID-19. And I think if you work in the food industry, you know that, uh, you know, delighting guests and ensuring that guests have an exceptional experience is really the name of the game. It's what differentiates exceptional companies from, um, you know, from good companies. And safety and quality are two sides of that coin. Uh, you can't have an exceptional experience for your guests if they're getting sick or if they're, if they're, God forbid, um, having a, 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 you know, foodborne illness, poisoning or hospitalization or uh, any real negative adverse event. That's particularly true in the digital era that we live in. I think a couple of decades ago, uh, these incidents could be isolated and you could use uh, effective um, marketing and PR to avoid uh, kind of having them spread often in cases, in some cases, unfortunately, uh, the news did get out, uh, like Jack in the Box um, struggled with in the in the '90s. But yeah, I forgot I about that we, one. That's a that, that that brings back some memories there. That was a big deal when that happened. It was. I think it was one of the first um, major, uh, you know, lightning rod focal events, uh, particularly for the for the the restaurant uh, vertical, where I think people really took notice and said, "Oh, we have to put uh, dollars behind this. We have to invest in this. We can't let ourselves have." That type of event happened. It's just not right. Um, it's obviously terrible for um, for the guest and for the family, but it's also just um, it's not good business. I think what we've seen in the last few years, um, when there's a food safety issue and someone tweets about it or someone posts about it on Yelp or Instagram, very quickly a local issue becomes a, a brand wide issue. So an isolated event can very quickly become a PR nightmare, and I think that. Combined with the the growing, I think, awareness of and realization around safety and quality being the the differentiators at um, you know at the top of the of the game, those have been, I think, big drivers of you know growing interest in and investment in food safety. And and the last thing I'll say about that is, in this year we've seen uh, many companies, dozens of companies that have been on the fence, uh, thinking about investing in tools around safety and quality management. Uh, both to help streamline operations and to give them visibility into what's going on at the store level, invest in those tools. I think COVID-19 has been a, uh, you know, a real um, focusing, uh, you know, event in the way that crises can be. And people are realizing we need good processes in place. We've got to make sure every store is run like the model location. We need to make sure all of our team members are trained and doing things the right way. And not just because the law says so, uh, not just compliance for compliance sake, but really an investment in guest experience and an investment in our brand. And that's, I think, the shift that we're seeing this year, um, which has been really exciting uh, as someone uh, for myself personally, as someone who cares about health and safety at a personal level. 
also great for companies like ours that build solutions and tools to help advance that. I want to talk a little bit about how I originally came about your company. Our My previous uh, restaurant that I used to work for, I was searching for a digital line check um, option, a piece of software out there. Everything I found was expensive. It didn't quite have what I needed. And, you know, at that point, I, I came back and started thinking about um, – you know, the value proposition. And I'm like, man, I can build this myself, quite honestly, for, for what we need to do. Then I came across your company. I believe it was at one of the, the food conferences. What I was shown was everything that I was looking for with a digital line check. And it was priced very reasonably. We'll talk about that later in the show. But I want to talk, to about, talk about your two main product lines. First of all, the one that I just talked about, which was uh, the digital line checks. And then we're going to talk about Therma, which really excites me. Sounds great, Skip. And I think that's exactly right. I think we met um, through one of the, the big uh, food trade uh, and food tech events. And what we were seeing when we got started working on CoInspect was an opportunity in the technology space to bring modern mobile first technology, what we think of as consumer grade experiences, into this type of workflow. A very simple task like a daily line check that's done thousands of times or tens of thousands of times around the country um, in every location multiple times a day. We wanted to make that workflow a delightful experience for a user. And we wanted to provide data on the back of that that owners and operators and executive teams could use to actually drive operational improvement. So the CoInspect platform was built uh, using uh, the latest mobile technologies. It was built natively on iOS and Android, which means that it works off of any smart device, both offline and online. We have users that run CoInspect on phones. We have many users that run CoInspect on company-issued tablets. Uh, but really, the choice is up to the user and the company. And the advantage of building native is that we can leverage the latest and greatest uh, innovations that the platform uh, developers themselves are adding. So when voice-to-text improves, when e-signature improves, when the ability to upload photos and video improves and to annotate, all of those native features become available in CoInspect as soon as the platform adds them. And so we've been able to keep up with the platform ecosystems as they've grown. And as I'm sure many of you know, the Apple and Android ecosystems have grown massively in the past decade. Um, and so as a result, I think our end-user experience on CoInspect uh, it tends to be uh, fast and simple. Our average user can get on in under five minutes, uh, again, get up and running with, with the platform in under five minutes. And so there's very you know little in the way of upfront change management. I think that's a big uh, differentiator and a reason why companies have been adopting it. Um, and we've got you know over 6,000 um, you know, organization uh, use, you know, users out there, organizations out there using the tool. Um, not all restaurants we have, some supermarkets, some convenience store chains, and some food manufacturing chains as well that use our platform. So let's talk about Therma because at my previous company, brought you in for digital line checks. Uh, I don't think Thermo had even be, been created yet or it was just on the verge. Uh, when I started at Four Rivers and we were looking for a food safety solution, we, obviously we started talking about uh, the digital line check, uh, but then you brought up Therma. This is what really got me excited about, about your product and how you can affect food safety and really bring value to the restaurant. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what that program is and how it works. 
Absolutely, Skip. And um, it's been a real pleasure working with you across multiple organizations and and getting to grow alongside uh, your evolution in the industry and our growth. I think as an early stage company, we're always looking to innovate and advance the technology edge. Last year in 2019, we started working on a new platform called Therma, which is a 24-7 sensor-based monitoring platform that gives you insight into your refrigeration, temperature, and humidity controls. The idea with Therma is to give you real-time visibility into your inventory and into your equipment performance, both to reduce downtime and to eliminate uh, product loss and food safety excursions or violations due to temp and humidity controls going out of threshold. And so we think of it like an alarm system uh, for your equipment. And uh, it's been exciting to see how it emerged. It was really organic, no pun intended. We were doing work with our customers. We had thousands of restaurants using Coinspec, and we were watching some of our users in their location using the tool, the Coinspec tool, to do daily line checks. One of the things we observed going on-site to dozens of locations was that some of the endpoints that were being checked involved temperature and humidity. They were some of the most frequent checks, and they had a lot to do with the nature of food safety and the importance of maintaining perishable product in certain zones. Uh, We all know, and and, and for those of you who don't know, um, there's very specific controls around different product types from protein to seafood to produce. Um, And so we, we realized as we were watching users input temperature and humidity readings multiple times a day into a mobile application, that mobile wasn't the best way to solve that problem. Yes, mobile is better than paper, no doubt, and Coinspect gives you visibility and real-time reporting and the ability to train uh, with images and videos. But there are certain endpoints that we thought could be better monitored with automation instead of mobile. And so we started working off of the latest uh, IoT technology, Internet of Things technology. And what was exciting was our, our chief technology officer, our CTO, Andrew, had a background in hardware as well as software. He'd actually dropped out of college 20 years ago to start building computers. And he's been a hobbyist for many years in the sensor world. Um, so we had a 20-person a, a engineering team that was mostly software folks, but we had a couple of hardware engineers. They said, IoT has changed in a way that we can actually solve this problem with the latest protocol, which is long-range radio. When we talked to our customers and asked them about why they weren't using sensors, most folks said, well, we tried Wi-Fi or Bluetooth-based sensors, and those systems weren't reliable. Either the signal would go down or it wouldn't always carry, or we have to actually wire the sensors into the inside of a walk-in freezer or fridge, which is both time-intensive if you get a technician out, and or it's expensive and costs thousands of dollars in hardware. The exciting thing about Therma is it leverages a new protocol called long-range radio, or LoRa, which can send signal from the inside of a walk-in fridge or freezer. It can send signal through dense insulation. And so LoRa has allowed us to build sensors that work wirelessly at a fraction of the cost of what was possible before and work 24-7 from the inside of a fridge or freezer. And so that industrial application or industrial IoT has opened up this area around the smart kitchen for us. We've deployed about 2,500 Therma devices now in the past nine months. So the product came into being just at the end of last year as we were getting started talking with you about uh, a deployment at Four Rivers. And and it was really good timing. Uh, It's been exciting to see how quickly we've been uh, pushing Therma into the market and how quickly people have been been buying it. And I can talk more about why 
Um, but I think that the real exciting technology differentiator is we're using long-range radio as opposed to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth, which gives you much better signal capture. And because we're building the sensors in-house, and I'm happy to say we're building them in uh, the U.S., we're building them in California, actually, uh, this allows us to build the sensors at a fraction of the cost of a wired solution. And so uh, uh, IoT or, or automation, which might have been out of reach for the average uh, restaurateur, is now very much in reach. We're talking about 10 bucks a month uh, monitoring fee. So uh, it, it really starts to get, uh, you know, I think, interesting and, and, and uh, exciting at scale when we're talking about national deployments. Yeah, two issues about that. Not issues, but two points. One is I was shocked when we finally started to get into the financial discussion of our arrangement. I was shocked at how how economical it was to be able to put sensors in our restaurants. We were originally anticipating we, we weren't going to go down that route because we thought we'd have to purchase the hardware. But you're you're doing basically hardware as a service at this point, um, which is which is fantastic. Makes it very reasonable. Number two. I really was skeptical about the long-range Bluetooth being able to facilitate our needs, just knowing where we had to put the monitoring device and, you know, inside walk-in coolers, you know, things were spread out throughout the restaurant, but it works flawlessly. So <laughs> kudos to you for the technology you're putting in there because it really, it really does work as advertised. Very much appreciate that, Skip. And I think, um, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I think that um, the price point um, has to make sense for operators to take this kind of technology and actually implement it. Sensors have been around for a while. IoT has been in application for over 10 years in industrial settings. But if you're talking about a $5,000 investment to put hardware in to monitor a walk-in freezer or fridge, that just doesn't work for the the average restaurant. It, it just doesn't make sense. Maybe a Walmart or a Costco can put that into their mainline freezers and fridges, but not in this in this industry. And so it's been really exciting to see, um, and I'm sure you're you're well familiar as a technologist yourself with the way in which technology continues to improve and hardware continues to get uh, faster, better, and cheaper um, year on year. It's one of those um, you know great things about electrical engineering and the advances we make in in hardware. So it's exciting that the sensor cost has come down. We expect that to come down even further in the years ahead. And I think what's most interesting about Therma today is the software side of the platform. The hardware is a monitoring service. It's um, it's a alarm backup and gives you visibility and, and kind of a peace of mind, really, that your equipment is working as it should be and that your product is protected as it should be. But what's exciting is with the data we're collecting, we can now start seeing trends and generating insights. And I haven't talked with you at, at, at length about this, but our latest software feature is a new um, a new module called Thermadata Insights, which is actually predicting equipment downtime before it happens. We've got that prediction up to three days at this point. We're working to get that up to a week over time. And so the goal is to be able to give an owner-operator, a facilities leader, an operations manager, a food safety executive, an actual early warning sign that something might go down before it does. And that could trigger a repair order or someone to look into potentially a door jam or a compressor or some other problem before that happens at 2 a.m. on a Saturday and you end up walking in to a wet uh, floor and, and lost inventory and thousands of dollars of spend, not to mention the possibility of a food safety um, issue. So it's really exciting to see what we can do with the data already. And we've only put a few thousand of these devices in the world we're um, looking to be putting five times that volume by next year, this time. 
processing more than 7 million jobs a month for customers in 44 countries, Cobalt Iron delivers modern enterprise-grade data backup for growing businesses. With built-in cybersecurity and ransomware protection, Cobalt Iron's award-winning backup is your last line of defense for saving and protecting your precious data. For more information, visit skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. That's skipkimple.com forward slash cobalt. Well, that kind of answers my question about the ROI for a restaurant. If you can save an entire walk-in freezer or walk-in cooler and, you know, just by not not only predictive, I mean, that you say that's, that's something that um, is in play, just it's brand new, but, you know, just from a monitoring aspect of when that happens, you can jump on it right away and, and get somebody out there. Now, once again, if it is a, you know, 2 a.m. on a Saturday, it's going to be kind of hard to get somebody out there to fix that. But um, that's really where your predictive side comes into play. And I love that piece of it. And that, that's going to be a big game changer for you as well. I'm going to ask you a little bit about uh, COVID. Now, what, have you guys made any changes or additions to your products uh, specifically for this interesting time that we're in? I, absolutely, Skip. It's, um, I think the entire industry, uh, both, uh, you know, both technology uh, providers like us and um, actual owner-operators, uh, like yourself and your colleagues have had to make changes because of COVID. You can't avoid it. A few things that have, um, you know, that we've done that I think have added value and that have been um, strategic moves. Early on this year in March, we launched a series of COVID-related content in our co-inspect application. We added in checklists and audit forms that were specific to COVID preparedness uh, and and uh, store closing and store reopening. So we added checklists around employee hygiene and sanitation, around temp taking for organizations that need to take and decide to take uh, temp. We added in uh, checklists around social distancing and around layout uh, and back of house as well as front of house procedures. And I, w- I want to say something like 90% of our user base immediately signed up and asked us to put those checklists into their accounts. Um, and I'm very pleased to say that we did that for free. We're not charging for that content. Uh, we're offering that as a free resource to any restaurateur that wants that content. We think it's the right thing to do, um, particularly given how massive an impact COVID has had on the restaurant industry and will continue to have. Uh, we also think it's good business. We think that, you know, again, demonstrating value for our customers and potential partners is the way to ultimately build a great technology partnership for the long term. So that content uh, and those checklists are live and available. And that's kind of the first thing we did. The second thing we did was start integrating with a couple of hardware devices that would be especially relevant. And one that comes to mind is um, a wireless contactless wand that lets you take employee temps uh, and automatically populate that into checklists. We have several customers that are using those. We don't build those wands. Uh, We partnered with some of the largest hardware companies in the country that are building and selling those. And these are folks that are selling across many industries, from the Walmarts to the Targets of the world, as well as to restaurants. So we added um, employee temp-taking uh, support for uh, on the hardware side. Uh, and then we've been um, adding several specific use cases that are COVID-based for, uh, for our Therma platform. I'll give you a simple, uh, but I think really telling example. Uh, three months ago, uh, we had a customer that had closed some locations due to uh, local health guidance. This is a uh, a brand that operates nearly a thousand locations internationally as well as in the U.S., uh, you know, a multi-decade 
long uh, brand that's been in market for years. They closed a store. And again, I'm not going to name the specifics just because of confidentiality concerns, but I think the the story highlights uh, the challenge. They discovered after closing that store that no one had visited it for a few weeks because it was in a market that had been shut down early in the COVID um, response. When they came back to reopen that location, this is a, an FSR chain, and they had a significant amount of inventory in that location. They discovered that um, there was actually a problem with the way the, the, the walk-in had been set and the cooler had actually been left unplugged. They ended up with a massive amount of lost inventory um, on the order of $20,000 of inventory. But more significantly, they had a, a major cleanup challenge. Uh, and they ended up having to spend tens of thousands on the cleanup. They had to get people in with hazmat suits. And it was a real, um, a real mess. Uh, and it was a very, uh, you know, a very big, uh, you know, financial hit on that single location that would have been avoided if they had had a simple uh, monitoring system in place. A $10 a sensor a month type solution like Therma would have given them an indicator within the first day or two that there was a problem with that cooler and that walking because the temps would have started hitting uh, outside threshold. Instead, they found out three weeks late and ended up having to spend tens of thousands on that, both in loss inventory and, um, and cleanup. And unfortunately, because of the way in which locations are opening and closing and will be opening and closing for the foreseeable future, I think problems like this are likely to keep happening. We see a lot of operators that have to keep changing the shift and the um, the uh, the staffing around different locations as they open and close, and so some of the gaps in those shift management and in the processes can lead to events like this. And so we've been um, one of the other things we did in response to COVID was started doing a first uh, first 90 days free on Therma. The idea being that if you want to test the system and put it in place and get an alarm backup while you're figuring out your store opening and closing. We want to support that. We think the tool will speak for itself, and you'll see the value as an operator once you've got it in. So that's another response we've had to, to COVID. So hopefully that's helpful, Skip, just a few things we've done this year. It is, and I love the fact, being a CIO, I love proof of concepts. You know, I, before getting in the game, before, you know, if a company's product truly does what it says it does, prove it to me, show it to me, you know, show a little commitment that you're, you're willing to work with me. So that's great that you're doing that. And I think you open up the ears of a few people uh, when you're talking about some of the COVID forms and stuff being free. Uh, anybody who's not jumping on that right now is crazy. Of course they should be jumping on that. You know, we talked COVID, that's the new scenario, but what are you seeing for um, food industry trends in the technology realm? You know, a lot of the, the mega trends of our time aren't going away. I think COVID in some cases is accelerating those trends. Uh, and, and certainly uh, we're seeing many of those longer term trends play out this year. I think a couple that, that people should be watching. Uh, one is the growth of digitization or the rise of the digital economy. I think many organizations we talk to, a surprising number of organizations we still talk to are using pen and paper as the backbone of their daily operations. Um, and if you look at the, the modern workforce, the average 16-year-old uh, or 21-year-old or, or uh, worker has barely used pen and paper in their education. Uh, most of their schooling, most of their learning is done digitally. Um, many uh, young people I talk to, teenagers and, and early uh, adults, have never done 
a full-length um, essay in, in, in a handwritten form. I think we're going to see clipboards and binders and logbooks be a thing of the past over the next decade and two decades. And I think you get a lot of advantages if you think about embracing digital now. You get the ability to train in real time, to modify content in real time. Uh, so imagine trying to ship out a, um, a new type of form via a printed red book. You know, if you have to change your operations because of, say, a pandemic, how do you get that content in front of everyone the next day? Well, it's going to be pretty hard with FedEx overnight uh, on, on logbooks. I think you're seeing digitization happen across the world and virtualization as well. That's a mega trend, this rise of, uh, of virtual work and, 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 a, and, a, and a more and more digital economy. The other mega trend I think that is particularly important for the restaurant industry is the emergence of the smart kitchen. And this is, this, uh, this is a kind of an ecosystem or a growing um, concept around using a combination of digital tools and automation and interoperability or devices speaking to each other that allows you as an owner operator to have visibility into many different things that you didn't have visibility into before. So for example, with Thermo, we're building a smart monitoring system for temperature and humidity. But in addition to our sensors, we have a gateway. That gateway allows you to add other sensors to it. They don't have to be our sensors, they can be another company's sensors. Recently, we've started working in a pilot with a firm out of Australia that builds pest control sensors. These are smart mousetraps that allow you to get signal when they catch and when they want to release. You can control them remotely. So anyone who's listening who's familiar with the smart home has probably seen this with their Alexa or with some of the other devices like Nest and uh, Ring that have come out for the smart home. You can, you can control and view remotely. And so when you think about the smart kitchen, the ability to monitor temperature and humidity is one thing, but the ability to say control multiple devices and both review data and make changes operationally from a distance, that's when things start getting really interesting. And we're starting to see more of this smart kitchen ecosystem emerge uh, as new sensor makers come out, as new data players come out, um, and, and the idea of having visibility into what's going on and be, the ability to control these things uh, remotely and in some cases, uh, you know, with automation, but often with data, uh, I think is, is a really big megatrend and will drive a lot of operational improvement and margin. And ultimately, the best run brands, some of the market leaders that we're working with, um, are embracing this very intensely already. Talk about all these brands that you're working with. Uh, do you have some big names? Can you, can you share some of those names that use your product? Yeah, I'd be delighted to. Um, you know, there's a number of folks that we can talk publicly about. Uh, some of the companies that are using uh, either Coinspect or Therma or both are um, QSR chains that you know, many folks would be familiar with. We have um, operators of Domino's, uh, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, A&W, McDonald's, uh, Pete's Coffee, and Starbucks, amongst others. On the um, FSR side, we've got companies like TGI Fridays, one of our oldest customers. Um, some of your uh, companies, uh, Skip, that you've worked at, Anthony's and Four Rivers. Um, and then, of course, we've got a number of folks outside of the restaurant world. Uh, we have some, some grocery chains and uh, a number of food manufacturers, companies like Crider Foods and Now Foods, Philips Seafood. These are multi-hundred million or billion-dollar manufacturers that have been around for decades as well. So we work across the supply chain uh, as well as, uh, of course, uh, heavily in the, in the restaurant space. 
I think quite a few of the listeners right now want to find out more information about your product because it would be silly not to not to at least have a conversation with you or your company to find out more information. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, appreciate that uh, very much. And we'd be delighted to start conversations with anyone that's interested. Um, I can provide some basic contact information. I'll give you my personal contact info. Uh, we're still uh, very high touch and very relational. So if you're listening and wanted to reach out to me directly, uh, my email is monic, that's M-A-N like Nick, I-K, monic at coinspectapp.com. You can also reach out to our team at hello at coinspectapp.com. And of course, you can find us online at coinspectapp.com. We have a 24-7 uh, sales and support team, and uh, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, but please do feel free to reach out to me personally as well. I'd love to, to take conversations forward. And on that point of high touch, you are not kidding. The The onboarding process is seamless and it's very, very rapid. You've got the attention of your entire team to take care of it. Um, it it's a very qualified team. They, they know everything that's going on. And the support is unbelievable as well. This almost sounds like a, a, uh, a pitch for your company. But I, I think you and I have had this discussion. There's very few companies that I, I know and I trust to the point that I recommend them the way I do your company. And uh, once again, I commend all of the things that, that went into place to make that happen. It really shows that you care not only about um, the, your, your customer, but also about your team and the quality of your product. Very kind of you, Skip, and, and I don't take that lightly at all. That's a, a, a very uh, significant uh, thing for you to say and an endorsement. I greatly appreciate that. I think uh, business is about relationships, and it's also about people. Um, we really invest in, in hiring exceptional people into our team. Uh, we're a young team. We're under 50 people uh, based out of the Bay Area, and we are very much focused on um, both having exceptional talent in the room but also listening to the customer. I think our original product, Coinspect, came out of work we were doing with food trucks and small local restaurants back in 2015. And our second product, Therma, came out of the work we were doing with some of the larger national players. And so I think our product evolution and our customer um, discovery and customer implementation process really reflects that we're trying to listen to the customer, to the market, respond to the needs, and be a partner for the long term. Uh, but thanks for the kind words. Monik, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. It really appreciated that you that you took the time to to tell everybody about what your product is and what it does. And I look forward to uh, continuing to have a safe kitchen thanks to you. Thanks so much, Skip. Take care. Stay safe and well out there, everyone. Pleasure to be here. Thank you, Monique. Being a two-time user of CoInspect products and services. If you have any questions at all for me regarding what they do and how they do it, don't be shy to reach out to me directly. The Fortinet Firewall Giveaway Contest is over, and I know many of you tune in to find out who the winner is. Well, that winner was contacted directly, and I'm also posting this announcement online. Now, the reason is I am actually out of town, so I had to pre-record this show. Those of you who missed out... We have a new contest kicking off next month, which was announced at the end of episode 18. This prize package is compliments of DTIQ, the hottest video and data analytics company, and more details are coming your way. Questions? Comments? Just feeling lonely? Well, 
you can leave a message for me by calling 954-302-0851. Now, not too many people use this, so I'm gonna repeat it. 954-302-0851. I repeated it because I'm feeling lonely. I'm not feeling the love out there. So once again, if you wanna call, chat, basically you're gonna leave a message at a voice prompt and you know I'll either respond back to you directly or we will actually play it right here on the Tech Chef and cover your questions. Visit the website also at skipkimple.com or visit me on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. You are probably tired of hearing about it, but I am not tired of talking about it. That's right, next week, I have celebrity chef Robert Irvine on the show. Yes, you know who he is, the star of Food Network, including his new hit show, Restaurant Impossible, Back to Business. Airing on Thursday nights on Food Network, this won't be like any other season you've seen before. Because of COVID-19, restaurants all across the country are struggling to stay afloat, and Chef Irvine is there to help solve these new business hurdles. One of the reasons why I wanted to have him on the show is that we both have a common theme for wanting to truly help those businesses struggling out there to make sure they not only survive, but thrive during these difficult times. I don't know about you, but I've got goosebumps just thinking about next week. I've had it recorded for a while, and it has been torturous not to release it sooner for you. Well, only seven long days to go. So until then, say it with me, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay hungry, my friends.